Evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, dear friends. Welcome to another edition of Jesus is the Answer with Kathy Ekakunenjingum. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus and I am your host. You are welcome. Good evening. God bless you all for joining in. Yes, it's Thanksgiving service. It's yet another moment to share the word of God with you all and to bless someone. God is faithful, He is kind. 
He's worthy of our praises. So before we dive into today's message, let's welcome Abba Father. Let's welcome Yahweh. Father, you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the mighty man in battle. Yahweh, take over me, take over this service. Holy Ghost, speak through me, Father. Bless your children. Let me disappear so you can appear. They should hear you and know me, Father. Take over me. Take over this service. Bring everyone who is meant to be here, Father. And bless them. Deliver them. Restore them. Heal them, O oh Lord Jesus. And when you are done, take all the glory, for it belongs to you. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen. And I soak everyone, including myself, in the precious blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Yahweh. You are all welcome. We thank Master Jesus for life. Yes, come on. My hands. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Hey! Hmm. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire. In darkest night, you arose like no one. I've known you as a father. Oh, I've known you as a friend. Oh, I will live in the goodness of God. Has he been good to you? Has Christ been good to you? Come on. It's running after, it's running after me. Hey, your goodness is running after, it's running after me. When I lend my hand, I render, I give you everything. Yes, Lord. His goodness keeps running after me, keeps running after me. And you as well, you who is alive today, he's giving you the chance, the opportunity to come back to him. Repent. Repent today. Accept Christ Jesus. Make him your personal Lord and Savior. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Turn away from your sinful ways and begin to live a life pleasing to him and him alone. For he is God, he is worthy of our praises. You didn't create yourself, he did. He created you and you are here for a reason. He created you for a purpose. The life you own is not your life. You don't own your life. Get up each day, thank him for giving you an opportunity to be alive. 
make peace with him and ask him, Father, what is it that you want? What is it that you want me to do today? What is it that you want me to do today? Ask him. Father, what is it that you want me to do today? And he will tell you. Each day, God has a plan for us, what we are to do on this day. He had planned this out for me from the very beginning. I never knew, I never saw this coming. But if you stay in his will, he will reveal and he will reveal and he will expose things to you bit by bit, gradually, step by step. Don't undermine your humble beginning. Don't say, ah, when am I ever going to be like this one? When? No. It's a process. All the big pastors you are seeing today, the ministers and women of God, they didn't just get up one day and they stand and own a big church or you see them on a big pulpit or flying from state to state or from country or continent to continent that they are making programs. No, they started from somewhere. Check their background. Check it. Joyce Mayer said so. I watched one of her videos once and she was like, she used to do prayer meetings, I think twice a week or so. Bible studies, not prayer meetings. I think Bible studies twice a week for five years before she started with a small church at her community. Look at T.B. Joshua, late prophet T.B. Joshua of Nigeria. How did he start? They had no, no, no building. They used thatch to make a roof. And they used, uh, um, what's it called? Poles or so to make chairs. Yes. You have to start from somewhere. I started by posting videos, uh, scriptures, every morning. I would just come, oh, good morning, God bless you. It's a beautiful day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Go out, spread love, share love. God loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have life everlasting. John 3, 16. I love you all. The love of God, you are blessed. Bye-bye. The next day I'll come and say, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, give your life to Christ so you don't go to hell. God bless you. Bye-bye. That's how it started. And God was just watching. Okay. This is her purpose. Let me see how far she will take it. Let me see how she will take my business serious. And then I started like that. He had not called me then. I had repented. So you must not be a man of God, a pastor, before you can preach the word of God. When I started, after I had a dream on the 4th of August of 2020, that I was in the waiting room waiting to be judged, God had not come. When I woke up from that dream, I stopped. I was so crazy with losing weight. I was into weight. I just wanted to lose weight. I just wanted to have a good shape. That's what was like. My mindset was just like losing weight, looking good, have a good shape. So I had a, um, a WhatsApp group with women. Whom I, was, I was coaching them called Fit Sisters. 
I will come and say, okay, we have three days. We have, um, sorry, one week challenge. We have two weeks challenge. We are going green the whole of this week. Or we are cleansing in the evening. We just have to do juicing. All of those things. I did them. Less carbohydrate, more healthy fat or protein. And I will work out. I will post my videos. I will tell them what to eat, what not to eat. Your potion, potion control. Drink water, don't drink soda. Do this. I did all of that. I was so into it. I loved it. It's good to lose to, 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 to look healthy. So I was crazy about that. I just want to be healthy. I want to be smart. I want to lose. I want to maintain shape. And when I had that dream, I was like, no, I can't still be doing this. I have to do something. I have to do something. And then I started preaching. At times I'll just post my picture and I post a scripture. At times I'll just post, you know, like I will snap a beautiful flower or whatever, probably even the sky, and I will post pictures or make some short videos of nature and I will post scripture and I'll write vanity upon vanity or whatever, you know, whatever comes to my mind that is scriptural at times. You, that's how I started. August of 2020, 2020, 2021, just barely a few months, April of 2021, 23rd of April, God called me and ordained me himself. So August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, eight months down the line. God saw how consistent I was, how serious I was, how serious I took his business. His, his business. Then that was a wake-up call to me, and I'm like, I'm not letting this go. I stopped calling friends. Even when they call me at times, I say, I'll, re I'll return your call, I'm busy, I'm doing something. I will not call back. Or if I even manage to, to answer your call, to talk to you, and I find myself, we are talking, gossiping, when I drop, I will cry. Then God had to help me and show me that dream. And that's how I just put a full stop. I stopped calling friends. Nobody calls me. I had not even much. I am full of them. Not because they, they were bad. I'm, I'm righteous. No. But for my own self. For my own sake. I know what I saw in the dream. Hell is not a place for us to be. I never saw hell. But what I had that feeling... In that room that I'm not making heaven, I don't want to have that dream again. God called me and he gave me directions, instructions. He said, go to the radio. While I just, reduced, I just released my book on the 10th of April, that same year, 2021. My Experience with Jesus by Kathy Ekakundes on Amazon. I just released my book. So I went to a radio station. I was interviewed. I told about my experience with Jesus. And, it, you know, I had it in my mind to go there from time to time to preach. Since I'm doing it already on WhatsApp, why not? I can go there and be doing it. And I went there on Saturdays a couple of times, actually. And they said they were renovating the place. They moved. And the leading was not there. But when God called me, he said, I should go to the radio and preach. He said, radio, then come television. So someday I'm going to own my own radio station and I'm going to get a TV station as well where I'll be broadcasting live because soon I'm going to start working for God live. I'm going to start working for God full time rather, not live. I'm going to start working for God full time. 
And I was like, ah, okay, this is good. And then a friend of mine helped me. He said, oh, there's this thing. Uncle, check this out. Uncle, Spotify, and whatever she gave again. I chose Uncle, and I started broadcasting from there. 15th of May of that same year, 2021. So I've been doing this for two years. And it was this same May, May of this year that God has given me an assignment, my first ever assignment to go and hold a program to organize a revival. I've always been behind the cameras here, behind the, the, the phones or whatever, microphone, and nobody's seeing me. Apart of the ones I, at times I preach and I go on there and post it on Facebook, three, four minutes, two minutes, you know. I've never done a live on Facebook. Because I hear unto the instructions. God said, go to the radios. This is like radio because you just listen to me. You don't see me. And he's saying I should go home. He gave me instructions. Go on this day. Do this. This you live on this day. This is how you move. Like, and I even realized that I went to my book where I write my dreams. That, hey, I've had some conversation. The times I was worshipping and God was talking to me, I wrote it all down there. That soon there's going to be a revival. And it's of recent, he told me, he said, I'll start working for him very soon. He even told me when. Like not a specific day, but they're here. He told me already that I'm going to Cameroon after this program. He has given me a country and a date where I'll be going next. But I started by just preaching to the few people I had on WhatsApp. And from time to time, I'll post my videos on, on Facebook. Don't say, oh, I just want to, when I'll have a big church, after we've built our church, then I'll start. No, start from somewhere. What is God saying? Start from somewhere. Start from somewhere. And when you are doing this, don't think you are doing it for anybody. It's for yourself and your own good. You are building your treasures in heaven. All these things I've been doing, this three minutes video on WhatsApp, I'll post them. You think God doesn't see that? And he's going to reward me. It takes somebody who has, who has devoted themselves to God to do this. For two years plus now, almost every day, I'll preach, I'll post it there. You have to put the right there every 30 seconds. Probably I have like a six minute. At times I have long messages. I can't even make them short. What do I do? I have to try and make sure that I summarize it. The important things should be in there. Then I'll reduce it to probably four minutes or three minutes. I don't make it long because people don't even have patience. I tend to listen to, to what six clips um, or 12 clips so i do my best let me summarize it to probably six clips that'll be three minutes 30 30 seconds at times i don't even watch till the end but i keep doing it those who are meant to listen they will have patience and they'll listen to the end yes the time of rabbi oh let me just relax or do this no i do videos and i post i I post them. I preach. And you say, God will not reward me. Of course he will. I've been doing this. I'm, I'm not relenting. I am keep doing it. 
And now he's sending me to go there, to go to the field. And who knows what next? Who knows? So don't despise your humble beginning. Don't say, oh, I want to start on a big platform when I want to buy a laptop. I have just a phone today that I don't have a laptop. As I was going to save and buy a laptop, I bought speaker here. I don't have a laptop. I, I bought microphone, not speaker. The microphone I bought, as I said, so it, it, my voice could be crisp, you know, to give you guys the best. I realized that we have to connect it on laptop, like, bam. It has happened. It has happened. No laptop. What do I do? I'm holding by my phone. At times I'll put it down. At times I'll hold it in my hands. So don't say, no, when I have my laptop, I have my big uh, microphone, my speakers, I have a chair and these, my setup, I have a small office, then I can, no, no, no. At the right time, all those things will come in place. All those things will fall in place at the right time. You will not need to strain. I realized, like, as God said, I should go to the radio. I started, like, how am I going to create an online radio station where I can just be preaching? And this, I spoke with somebody who is an engineer, one of my son's godfather. I was like, I really don't know how to do that. I'll ask somebody. He did something small last time, sent to me, but it didn't work. It's been, like, almost a year now. The last time he did that, we talked about it. Because it's not yet time. At the right time, God will say, I will not even strain. I will meet the person who set up the radio for me, be it an online radio or whatever radio, how God wants it, I will meet, I will meet that person. God will connect me to that person. God will connect me to that person. So if you have repented, you've accepted Christ, tell somebody about him. Tell somebody, look at the lady at the word, the Samaritan woman. When she received Christ, what did she do? She didn't keep the news to herself. She went into the villages. She called people. You see, people should come and follow me. I've met somebody who've told me the issue of my life and who've told me everything about my life. Come. I just put it the issue of my life, not there like that in the Bible. She became an evangelist. And when the people came, they listened to him. They pleaded with him to stay there with them. And he did. He stayed in the village. Then he continued. So there is no way you say you have repented, you've accepted Christ, you've received him. He's your Lord and personal Savior. And then you can't tell somebody about him. Don't just say, oh, I've received him and that's it. No. Receive him and spread the news so some other person will receive him also. If only you know how many people are out there in the world who doesn't, who have not even received Christ or who don't even know anything about him or who still need somebody to, to encourage them, somebody to convince them because they have a complete different mindset. I was talking with an intelligent lady the other day, landed, educated, exposed. And guess what she told me? She doesn't believe in God. She believes that we are all, we all evolved from, how do they put it, how do philosophers put it, from a baboon, and then we become to, 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 to humans, you know, from aliens to, to baboons, and then we transform 
to humans. And then what next? And I was like, are you serious? Who created the, the baboons that you are seeing or the monkeys or the chimpas in that you say we all, you know, who created them? She was like, oh, they just came up, you know, bacteria. I said, where did the bacteria come from? Water. I said, who created the water? It's nature. I said, what do you mean by nature? God created the water, the sea, everything, the trees you see. Somebody created them. They didn't just come out, out of the blues. No. And she was smiling. She was like, ah, I used to go to church while I was younger, even baptized. That's what she told me, that she used to go to church. She baptized in a Catholic church. And what she does now is she, she believes in that and, uh, and she doesn't have problem with that. She, I think she said something like that. It's okay, but she, she, that's her belief. And um, she just likes to do a lot of meditation. When she meditates, she hears her inner self. I said, that inner self you are hearing is not you. It's Jesus talking to you. She was just smiling. I pray God will give me another opportunity to talk to her. And God himself will walk and change her mindset. How sad it will be for people who don't believe that God exists and they're just doing their things. And then on that day, they will stand before him and he say, I know you not. Depart from me. Do you know? That's why Jesus said we should forgive and let go. Don't look at the person who've done whatever thing you are holding, you are holding grudge with. Look at the devil. It's the devil that's responsible for that, not that person. It's the devil. Some of them don't even know what they are doing. It's not them. The enemy is using them. Some they just let themselves be used. Some are being used, they don't even know their agents, they are being used. Because they don't have any prayer life, they don't have any relationship with Jesus. We should not just live our life like you just live your life. No. Someone owns it. That is Jesus. That is God. And as we are living the life, we should be building heavenly treasures. Our treasures should be built in heaven. Your heart will go where your, 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 your things are. If I love my home so much, of course my mind will always go to my home. No matter where I am, I want to go home. No matter how beautiful that place is, if I love my, how, my house or my home, I put everything the way I want it, no matter where I am, I'm like, no, you know what? Give me silver and go here until I get home. Home, sweet home. I'll be like, oh, yes, finally. I'm home where I can lie on my couch. You know, nobody will say, oh, don't lie there. I can do this. This is my home. Your heart will always be there. You always want to go there. You always want to do everything to get back there. You always want to do everything to secure it. You always want to do everything to protect it, to guide it. Yes. As children of God, we should be building treasures in heaven. And if that is your mindset, you know that this place is not your home. You are just passing. You will do everything to be your treasures in heaven. That's what you will do. 
You will do everything to be your treasures in heaven. And how do you do them? By staying away from sin. By keeping on to the commandments. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not commit abortion, thou shalt not take your some what doesn't belong to you, thou shalt not take your neighbor's property. You want to keep the commandments. You want to do good, you want to be kind to people. You will not bear false weakness. False weakness, you will not. You will learn to forgive, to let go, to embrace love instead of hatred. Because you know, if you keep all this, you keep the commandments and you are doing good, what will happen? You are building your treasure in heaven. And what will happen at the end of the day when you die? Your father will say, welcome, my good and faithful servant. That is your room. That is your mansion. But people who see this place like their own, oh, they do everything to secure it here. They do everything. You see people telling you of investment. Yeah, invest, do your things. I always say this. Do them, but don't put your mind there. Of course, you need money to pay your bills here. If you, can, if you have a good business idea, why not? Do your business. Invest in it. Work, you need to pay your bills. No food for lazy man. But then it's wrong when that is all what you're, focus, you're focusing on. You forget Jesus. You forget the main purpose and reason why you are here on earth. Then you are getting it wrong. You are getting it wrong. Let me take you to the book of Ecclesiastic. If you have a Bible, turn to the book of Ecclesiastic. 1, 2 to 8. I read, everything is meaningless, says the teacher. Completely meaningless. What do people get for all their hard work under the sun? Generations come and goes, and generation goes, but the earth never changes. The sun rises and the sun sets, then hurries around to rise again. The wind blows south and, and then turns north, around and around it goes, blows in circles, rivers run into the sea, but the sea is never full. Then the water returns again to the rivers and flows out again to the sea. Everything is wearisome beyond description. No matter how much we see, we are never satisfied. No matter how much we hear, we are not content. Vanity upon vanity. These things will go round and round. It's the same thing. Look at even the fashion people wear. Oh, we wear these trousers that are big legs. They have been in fashion before. You even get, like, those things. You look at them, like, nothing really. You say, what is this? It's the same thing. At times you're like, oh, I want to go on vacation. The Bible just says, there's nothing that you see in your eye will get satisfied. Like, we are never satisfied. 
I want to go on vacation. Oh, I learned there's this year. You go to that place, you get this. Ah, this is really? Oh, let me go to the one here. I learned this place. I have better waterfall. And you go there. I, I learned this one. Yeah. But you still feel something is missing if you've not received Christ. That's what I felt. Not until I receive him. And when you receive him, hold him. Be involved in his business. Be heavenly treasures. Where you go, you behold the beauties of heaven. You'll be like, wow. Where things don't get stolen. Where rot doesn't affect things. Matthew 6, 19 to 21. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroy them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever, whenever your treasure, wherever your treasure is, there, there the desire of your heart will always be or will also be. Amen. Amen. Where the desire of your heart is. Yes. You want to go there. You want to be there. Everything on this world is vanity. Today I was just wondering. I was like, wow. I was just thinking. I said, look at the houses. The people we used to call rich people back then. Look at their houses now. Those houses we used to admire. I can speak for myself where I'm coming from, my city. Oh, they used to have some rich people there. They'll be like, wow, go to their houses. You see their gate, you can't even enter. You have to stand and this and that. Some I'm even calling their houses villa. For example, Mr. John's villa, Mr. John Palace. You'll be like, wow. You go there, you'll be like, this place is so beautiful. This is that. Even to get there, it's a problem. When you know somebody there, you know a friend, you happen to make a friend, Happen to be a friend to a friend who is a friend to their children or, or a relative or that's so you're like, wow, you have the opportunity to go in there. You're like, hey, I was at this man's place, their house is this. Take a look at those buildings today. Be like, really? Is this what we used to like admire and we call them villas and this? These are mushroom houses now. Why? Age has passed by, times times have come and changed, they have dilapidated, their values have dropped. No maintenance, even even if they do them, new design have come out. I architect are drawing, coming out with new designs and everyday modern houses. So those things will lose value. But that's something somebody has saved their money. They treasure it so well. They are even dead. Some of them are dead now. Their kids cannot even manage that home. Their kids are not even living there. Their kids are back. Ah, like I beg, this thing is too old. This house is not what I want. This is my father. probably the kids are even fighting among themselves. And the ones who are smart will be like, you know what, this is father's property. I want, I don't want to be involved in this. Let me go and get me my property somewhere. Some don't even pass there. They don't even go there to check on it. Some won't even manage to stay there. They take just a section, probably a room. And a living room and a kitchen and a toilet. That's all. That bungalow is there like that. Probably it's only it's strangers that are staying there. And rats running all over the place. Because nobody can stay there. If the man had five, six kids, he's dead. The wife is dead. Imagine the 90s till now. Those kids have also grown. 
probably they were my age then. They are grown up, they are married, have their own homes, making their own family. So nobody is living there. At times you even look for a neighbor or a distant relative to come and stay there just so that thieves don't break in. Just to keep the house warm, open the windows, clear, and they will be sending the money for maintenance. Oh, electric bill, they have to pay electric bill, they have to pay water, water bill, you know. Just to run the place, keep it clean. That's my father's compound, big as it is. My mother is just there with her grand, one of her granddaughters and her niece. We have been looking for somebody to come and stay there. We'll be doing the house chores. Even come, keep her company. Come in the morning, hype her run errands and go. We haven't gotten. We are all, even my sisters, my senior sister lives in the same city as my senior brother. My senior sister owns her own house with her family. She doesn't sleep at my mother's place. Why? She's married. She has her kids. She owns a house of her own. So she just goes there, check on mama, help her do her groceries, come back at times, cook for her, and goes away. She goes at times to keep her company. I'm here. The other one is in China. The other one is dead. The other one, Boris is dead. Boris dead of recent, my junior brother. So, you see this? That all these earthly properties we are acquiring here and there, they are all vanities. Acquiring them, yes. Live there, stay there. You need a roof over your head. You need a good place, fine. But don't carry it on your head. Don't don't make it a do and die thing. Oh, if I don't have this, or if I don't have this, you even forget the reason and the purpose why you were sent here on earth to come and preach, to repair people, to repent, to bring people to God. You're like, ah, no. Ah, repentance, they hear it every day now. They go to church. And let me pursue this business contract so I can build me a mansion. I tell that mansion I want to build eh? Give yourself the next 10 years. You'll be like, why was I why was I even troubling myself? You ask yourself, why did I why was I troubling myself? At times you look at the, the white people, their system is good kind of concerning uh, uh, um, real estate. You know why I'm saying that? Because you buy a property today. You live there. Probably after five years, you don't want it to sell it. Or if you can't manage it, you sell it. If they make profit, they give you balance. If you don't want to, you, you know, you make a small gain or you move on. You're like, okay, my kids have, have left. I don't need to own this big mansion. I just need to buy something small for me. You move up to that place and you get to maybe a three flat or even a smaller house. Just probably a room for you and your husband or your wife. And then a spare room for when the grandkids come over or you have a visitor, a room or two. And that is it. Yes. At times I'll be like, you know what, I'm just selling this. Uh, my mother is old. I don't have time to go and take care of her. I will sell the property and just put her in, in uh, what's it called, old people's home. They can take care of her. I'll be visiting her from time to time. They are all busy. They are working. They have their own kids. They are, now they are facing their own family. Oh, I have to go to vacation. I have to go on vacation with my family, so I'll not have time to take care of my mother. I'll pay somebody and take care of her. They sell her property, put the money there. They are using it to maintain the Oma. When she dies, they bury her. They buy her place, pay for everything. The cemetery, bury her. Life, that's all. But that's the opposite. With me, where I come from, Cameroon or in Africa, which the case is in most African countries, we own big land. Look at where my father built his house. 
That's enough space. But you can't even sell it now. Who is going to buy it? They will add that his family property. Oh, that's their family house. Yeah, because if something happens, that's where everybody goes. Even as I'm going to my house to go to my father's house. Yes, I will not go and rent a hotel when I'm in my city. No. That's a family property. So you see, so people will be boarding themselves. My dad wanted that house to be, even the foundation he made, it's a solid foundation for a story building. They can just remove now the roof and they put a deck and they say they want to build a story building. That house has the foundation, the way the, that house is structured. It's for a story building. He so wanted so badly. He didn't even get to enjoy the house and he died. Something he toyed, he saved his money, he went there, he would clear. I remember when we bought that place, it was so bushy. We'll go there, my father himself, he will clear, he will do this, do that. And he died without even, he, he moved into the house, but it was not completed as such. He died. So imagine if you have been living, focusing your life on earthly things and you don't have a relationship with God, where are you going? And those, those things you so cherish, those things you work so hard for, you are gone and you left them behind. They will not bury you with them. You left those things behind. And you stand before God. You stand before God. And it's like, yes, what did you do? Your life is being played before you like this, eh? While you were here, you were just running, chasing money to build a house, chasing money to do this. You forgot that there is a God. And that you forgot why you were sent. Why were you sent? You forgot that. Wake up today. Ask God to forgive you. And tell him, ask him to tell you, to reveal to you your purpose. And reason why he sent you here on earth. Why he sent you here on earth. Why he sent you here on earth? These things are all vanity. Look at my junior brother Boris. Boris study. Boris has two masters and he had some other certificate for whatever. He was into business. He just got a United Nations job. Another uh, uh, um, what's it called? organization also employed him in Cameroon. But he chose this one. He spoke with my senior My son was like, since United Nature, uh, a nation had, you know, you spoke with affairs and whatever, whatever. So he accepted. He refused. He turned down the other people's um, offer. He accepted to work with United Nation. Now Boris is dead. They sent an email. The wife read it and responded. He's no more. The man was shocked. Well, somebody, can somebody use Boris's degrees? No. Nobody can use his certificates. Nobody. Very intelligent. Vanity upon vanity. It was necessary for Boris to go to school. Yes, it's necessary we go to school. But get me, get me. What I'm saying is that that should not be like our... We, we should not focus too much on it to the extent that we, we lost... 
um, how do you, how can I put it? Until like, you, you are carried away, you are being distracted. You forget the purpose why you were sent here on earth. No. Do everything with moderation and talk to God. Ask him to help you. Because it's only him who can help us. The destruction in this world, you need God's grace. You can say, I can do it. There is temptation. There is distraction. You might even be somewhere. So oh, I'm living like this. When you change your environment, environment also plays a lot. When you change your environment, you go somewhere. Ah, so, oh, this how they live here. Oh, okay, here. Oh, people don't do this. So we also know they'll be doing this. No, you forget who you are. You can't do that. Call on God. Ask Him to help you. Ask Him to help you. Know that all of these things here on earth are vanity upon vanity. Nobody can use my brother's certificate. Nobody can even go and replace him and take his job. All his intelligence, he went with them. Yes. At what age? At what age? Guru was about to turn 40. Uh, 43 before he died. Yeah, that's his re age. March 4th was his birthday before he died. Even though on his program he showed that he was 41, he was, he was supposed to turn for no, his re age, he was 43. And 42, he was supposed to turn 43 before he died. Young. Young. He has planned, he has worked, got married earlier than some of his friends, has kids, has a wife, settled, like, okay, this is it. His life is empty. Empty world. There is nothing in this world. There is nothing in this world. Ask your father to forgive you. Stay away from sin. Spend time with Jesus. Spend time in God's presence. Love him. Love people. Stay away from sin. Build your heavenly treasures. By doing good. Forgiving. Having forgiveness in you. Repent. Check yourself constantly. Check yourself. And don't do it in public and in private. You're doing something else. God sees and knows you. Share this message. Invite somebody to listen. They will be blessed and you will share it. God will bless you. I commit this new week into God's hands, Father. And may you bless our weeks. May you protect us. May you guide our going out and coming in. May you order our steps. May you provide for us. May you direct us. May you watch over us. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Yahweh. In Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed, amen. Thank you, Lord. You are all blessed. Go out, spread love, share love. I love you all. The love of God, you are blessed. Before I begin to sleep here, let me go and sleep. <laughs> it's... um. 1044 
p.m. my time, almost quarter to 11 p.m. And I didn't sleep well last night. So let me go to bed. My goddaughter passed her um, high school exam certificate in Germany. They call it a before. So she'll be going to university this summer. So we're celebrating her last night. I was there for like three hours. But that's it. With me, if I don't sleep at night, well, it's a problem. So, people of God, I love you all. The love of God, you are all blessed. Store your heavenly treasures in heaven or store your treasures in heaven, not here on earth. Make heaven your focus. Make heaven your focus. You are all blessed.